This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Voice of the Land podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold, alongside me, as always, my brother, Nick Paulus, and our producer extraordinaire behind the proverbial glass, Peter Tsella. We are partnered with Web Streaming Studio by LPV Productions and NEO Sports Network. And of course, our sponsor here in Season 4, DP Construction LLC. want to thank Tyler LaFrada for coming in and filling in last week as Paulus's guest co-host last week. Of course, you can reach out to them for all your concrete construction needs. Phone number 330-217-4999. That's 330-217-4999. Of course, they are on Facebook as well, DP Construction LLC. Reach out to them, and they have some beautiful, beautiful pictures of the work that they've already done. I guess Uncle Steve listening to the podcast last week. (laughs) Uncle Steve doing the work. Tyler will get you set up. Uncle Steve will come out and get all the work done, and you can have uh, some great concrete work done that you've been looking to get done around the home. And, of course, just like you can reach out to them on Facebook, you can reach out to us on Facebook as well, at Voice of the Land. Of course, Twitter, Instagram, the two big ones in social media, at VTL underscore pod. Paulus at CLE underscore Paulus, myself at Kevin and seven, because I always come in clutch at the end. And of course, with LPV Productions and NEO Sports Network, search them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can like and follow them there. And hey, we got the video going, so you know we got that YouTube channel rocking right now at Voice of the Lamb Podcast. Big things coming. Not nothing we can nothing we're getting into just yet. We're still working through some some things, but told you big things are coming in season four. And you can catch all of that on YouTube as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And of course, you can find that channel once again at Voice of Land Podcast on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and turn on notifications when all of our video content gets posted on there. Today we are going to talk Browns. We're gonna talk football. I'm back. We've had two games already in one week since you guys previewed week one last week. We've had two games already. This the range of emotions the, was crazy on both. The roller coaster. It was the, the, roller coaster. It's probably the best way to describe it. As LeBron described his his feelings on the MVP award last night, <laughs> it's the same way I can describe my my feelings about the about the Browns. I was I was pissed. I was pissed at the early results, but uh, you know I'm okay. I got the wine. I got the I can I can lay my head down at night. I go to my room. I you know I just yep. relax and everything. So um, so we'll get into all of that. We will talk a little NBA as they are in the conference finals. We're getting down to the nitty gritty down there in the bubble, and we will talk a little maybe touch on the Indians, and if we have some time, we'll get into fantasy. Sure. But. As we're talking right now, I'm sure as you're listening, you already know who Ohio State is playing. The Big Ten is back. We, uh, you know, it's been back and forth. Will they come back? Will Will they not come back? Will they have the medical plan in place to come back? They are back, and the schedule is being announced as we record right now on Fox's Big Noon kickoff show. And, of course, I'm sure ESPN College Game Day is also talking about it right now as well. We know Ohio State will play Nebraska at home in the first game. 
times, rest of the schedule, slowly, slowly leaking out. So you have the advantage of listening to us after we have to wait until the until it's announced. So we're going to wait till the end, kind of keep our eyes on Twitter as we go through the podcast today and give our reactions to that live as it, as it happens. So as you're listening later, you get our live reactions. You don't get that very often on here. Who knows? Maybe maybe you'll get that a little bit more in the future, though. Maybe. 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 <laughs> That's what they call in the business a tease. But I am back for my on assignment from last week, as uh, it is said in the business. I, I loved how you phrased that last Thank week, you. Paulus. I Thank you. I just, I, I just tell people where I'm going all the time. <laughs> right, yeah, I nev- just on assignment. I never yeah. I never say, yeah, I'm going on I'm going on uh, on assignment next week and we'll have a guest host <laughs> I say yeah I'm going to hang out with uh, my girlfriend's yeah. family or I got a I got a family thing or we got a vacation I sure like I probably shouldn't say all that because then people ah, know where okay. to find me people know <laughs> where to find me good point good point but or they know where you're not oh there, there you go <laughs> Yeah, that's true. A twist. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't got anything valuable anyway, so. Except for my shoes. Nobody touch my shoes. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't touch my shoes. Your sh- or your shirts. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, but I can always. Those are. Oh, by the way, I'm surprised you didn't notice. Oh, I oh, noticed. Yeah. I nice. noticed. Don't worry. I noticed. I noticed. You got the GVR work working. I got the, I'm rocking the GVR work I got today. that GVR work. Uh, yeah. Brown sweatshirt on here today. Paulus. Not so much. He's, but what? How many <laughs> How many bang energy drinks are you on already? This is number two. Okay. This is number two. Okay. Yeah, no. It's, so, yeah. so you're going to a two, two pre-show. Two, two per show. Yeah, I think. Two is, pre-show. Two, two per show. <laughs> a two like, well, pre-show. Look, I, had, <laughs> I had one pre-show, and okay. now I have one during the show. How, how far are you on that one? Uh, I mean, I just started it. just cracked uh, it open, so okay. halfway. Okay. Halfway, yeah. So, all right, one and a half pre-show sure, before yeah. you even jump on the mic. So yeah, without doubt. You're yeah. trying to get your sponsor. You're trying to get I'm, more sponsorships. I'm, absolutely. Bang. Bang energy. We got two of three on the same page of another sponsorship. Bang. So, you know, <laughs> we're all we're all trying to do that work. That's right. But we are all rocking the Cleveland gear. Of course, you and I got the Brown stuff on. And Browns lose in the opener. Was it 38 to 6? I mean, it, yeah, it's been, thir- 38 like to so 6. I mean, it, it's one of those games where you just throw away the video. Like, you throw away the tape because it was that ugly. And, yeah. and like, you really can't learn much from that video. Wait, the Browns started last Sunday? I thought they started on this past Thursday. Uh, well, I mean, it, it looked like it, I would have much rather preferred that they started off like that, uh, you know, scoring 35 yeah. against uh, Cincinnati, you know, be the opening game there for us. But, uh, yeah, Losing to uh, Baltimore, it shouldn't have crushed our spirits because Baltimore is such a great team, uh, you know, overall. But obviously, I mean, a lot of people overreacted uh, to uh, Baltimore, you know, beating the crap out of the Browns, you know, 38 to 6. But uh, you live and you learn. And I know we want to throw away the tape on that, but I mean, just quickly after that game, not just how you felt, but once you had time to process what really happened, and you always want to give it 24 hours, there's always that 24-hour rule. The to buffer. Really, yeah, yeah, that buffer there, because immediate reactions are going to come out, and they're coming out on Twitter during the game and after. I've I've stopped live-tweeting games. Like, I've gone back to that yeah. because, yes, there are moments that impact what the end result is that sure. you can react to live and not realize that you're reacting to the big moment, but it's still you don't see the full story. So if a team starts out crappy and, you know, if yeah. the Browns would have came back in that game, then, you know, what is the full story there? Of course right. they didn't, but right. Right. That I've gone away from live tweeting as much as that connects with fans out there. I've just, I've, 
And I just I, take it all in. And see, I'm complete opposite. I, I have to release my emotions somehow. Mm. And, and I'm not going to freak out in the middle of my living room or, or anything like that. So that's why I, you know, send it all out via tweets. And, uh, you know, so the kicker misses the mm. extra point. It Every every single year, yes. every single year, the kicker has to miss the extra point. The opening extra point of the season, you know, just sort of sends you down mm. uh, the bad path. Uh, so, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I tweeted, you know, why can't we find a kicker to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kick extra points? We finally did. And going back to Cody Parkey, uh, which is kind of crazy to, uh, you know, think about that. You know, Cody <laughs> Parkey's now back in the fold with the Browns. Uh, he had a great game, you know, the other night. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. But that being said, um, yeah, I, I have to live tweet. I, I have to get it off my chest. Is it not healthy to yell in your living room? Or you can yell in your living room or your potential in future in laws living room. <laughs> well, uh, it depends. I, I mean, it depends on what you yell, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. Is it is it bad? How to many yell? expletives are you throwing into the mold? Maybe too many. <laughs> too many. Too many. Yeah. See, and like for me personally, like I, I've been there. I've been there yes. of you know of of screaming and yelling, and that's why I, I just get it all out on Twitter now, uh, and and just I get out all of my emotions on Twitter, especially for Browns games, Indians games every once in a while. You know, I'll watch an Indians game, and you know if they give up a home run or something like that, I don't immediately have to go to Twitter. I'll just be like, oh come on, like are you right. kidding me? Like right. for real, for mm-hmm. real bullpen, come on. Uh, but for for me personally, the Browns, the you know tweeting is the best sort of uh, emotional release is is probably the best way to put it for me. I guess if I'm uh, like just looking at it more, I'm someone that does wear my emotions on sure. my sleeves, like, yeah. and it's more so when I tweet, when I live tweet, I don't feel like I'm getting that emotion out and it feels like it's more pent up now of course this is turning into more of a therapeutic session to get this (laughs) all admitted out there to everyone sure but i feel it more beneficial to me to kind of let some sort of actual emotion out myself okay and then be able to then allow that to kind of calm me down then i process what i saw then i can actually explain that tweet my thoughts tweet my reactions to the game after now i still felt like crap after that game and sure i there was a you know of course it was we were we were at some family parties and birthday parties and for one little cousins and they wanted a a cat party and uh okay you know i'm not big on i'm not a big cat person sure but i if you are, that's that's fine. Okay. They have like these little plastic cat ears. Right. Now I wouldn't wear them at the party, but yeah, I put them on after the game and I tweeted out that the Browns literally played like mm-hmm. little kitty cats, scared <laughs> sure. kitty cats instead of actual dogs that yeah. we haven't really seen. We call ourselves and our fan base, and yes, I know that they have the section that everybody has the certain group has season tickets to but we're all part of the dog pound nation the fans the loyal fans across the world of the cleveland browns and we want our team to play like dogs like sure you know just going at it every single game win or lose you're giving it all you got didn't look like they really gave all they had and they while the while the ravens are a super bowl contending team yes they are you still want to, especially with, I know, and all the excuses are there to be to be made, and they were, and we're not getting into those, because to come out that flat, 
it's one thing to lose to a Super Bowl contender when you've kind of given everything and it's the first sure. game and you don't know exactly what your full playbook is playbook is going to look like on right. defense, offense, yeah. going forward with a new coaching staff. But to only score six and to shoot yourself in the foot and it felt like so you still had times. opportunities right. in the game. And it's the same story every single year. Sure. That's where the frustration it, comes in. The game was over by halftime. Yes. They, the, the moment that they stopped the Browns, you know, um, you know, they, they stopped the Browns, you know, I think there was 40, what, 40 seconds left, mm. you know, in, in the half. And they just go right down the field and score. Yeah. And then it put it up to, what, 24 to six at that point in time. I mean, it was like a 15 point swing. It, it was it was something crazy right. along the lines of that. That being said, the game was over at halftime. So I want to do this. Did you turn it off at all? No, no, of course not. No, I, I, I I, I don't. I I did in the fourth quarter. If if I did any, like what we uh, did, because I was over at Tyler's house when mm. we were watching that, we just switched it to red zone. Yeah, I mean, and every right. time the Browns got the ball, you know, we would turn it back on and we would, you know, check it out like that. Red zone's the greatest thing known to mankind. Uh, it, like, I wish I had access to red zone right now. Red zone, yeah, red zone is yeah. literally the best thing ever. So, uh, but you know, we we switched to that, and you know, we just you know watch you know fantasy and everything like that. Basically, you know, watch our fantasy players there for it. Um, they, I do want to move on from the Ravens, so because like, oh, we, I, we, I was just about okay, to because okay, like, good. I, because there were a lot of things that went wrong with the Ravens but a lot of things that a lot of things that went right against the Bengals and I want to be a little bit more positive today I woke up on the good side of the bet today yeah tired but I'm definitely oh, looking forward exhausting. to uh you know uh, uh uh breaking down the game film of of the uh the Bengals and Browns game because once again going into this game after seeing Baker throw it for 39 times and mm. only completing 21 passes against the Ravens that was a tough pill to swallow because you and I were talking I wanted to see like 50 runs out of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and whoever else, you know, the Andy Janovich, you know, if, if you want yeah. to give him some carries uh, as well. That didn't happen against the Ravens, but it did. And, and like, it was hard to do that because right. you were the down so much. The game dictated to start to throw the ball once it got away. Right. But you also want to see better completion. Of if you're going to have to do that, you want to. Well, and Baker was thrown behind people. I mean, you, Odell wasn't catching passes. I mean, there was a mutiny on our hand. If 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 things didn't go right on Thursday against the Bengals, uh, people were freaking out. And don't get me wrong, like I was, I'm a part. You were too. I'm. I'm. You were part, ready to run Baker out. If I you am didn't a play part well of that right now because. The way that Baker and I have our relationship right now, it is a week-to-week relationship with Baker. And I think that's fair. I think that is 100% fair because Baker needs to show he needs to be able to string along a couple of games like what he did on Thursday night. Mm. He threw 23 passes. That's perfect. Yes. Like, I don't want to see you throw over 25 passes. Do the Ben Roethlisberger mold of whenever he was a younger, uh, whenever he was a younger quarterback learning in the league. Now, Baker is three years in. Yes. That was his 31st game starting. So I expect more out of a number one pick who's 30 games in. He does have a lot of head coaches, four head coaches in three years. What, five you know, offensive coordinators mm-hmm. in three years. There's a lot of things going on with all of that. So I understand you know, all the Baker right. defenders out there. But I have a week-to-week relationship with Baker. Until he can you know, string along a couple more games like that, it, then maybe I'll 
all start hopping back on the bandwagon of him maybe becoming our franchise quarterback. Right now, he's a placeholder. In my mind, he's a placeholder, uh, and, and I just need to see more from him. What he did on Thursday night was spectacular, and I, you know, I don't want to discount what he did. You know, the attempts that he had, I mean, once again, 16 of 23 for 219 yards, nothing that blows you away. He had the two touchdowns, which was nice, mm. uh, and the one dumb interception, and at that point in time, Kevin Stefanski looked at him and he goes, you're just not going to throw again. Like, like I don't want you mm. to lose your confidence, to lose your swagger. And and Baker had his swagger on that entire game up until he threw the interception. Not to say, like, you know, he lost confidence or anything like that. Right. But he was, you're done. Give the ball to Kareem Hunt in the fourth quarter now and let's run this clock out, which is exactly what you want to do. One, one more thing before I throw it over to you. Nick Chubb with 22 carries for two, for 124 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, only 10 carries, but but 86 yards and, and a touchdown. And then he also had the reception for the touchdown as well. Odell, obviously, with a 43-yard touchdown catch, mm. fantastic all the way through. This is the type of offense that we were promised whenever we got Kevin Stefanski. The defense is a whole different story. You know, there are holes everywhere. But Miles played well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you and I were talking before before the game. Uh, you know, before we did the uh, the CVC you know game of the week uh, there for us. It was. Um, we had some harsh words. You had harsher words for Miles than what I did. I did. You did. But I think Miles. Can, it, it, he's getting doubled and triple teamed, and there's nobody on the defensive line and linebackers that are really helping him out. So I am thankful that Miles had a great game, and the defense just got carved up by Joe Burrow. But that's to be expected with so many people, you know, defensively that have been on the injured list. I had harsh words for Miles Garrett, and first of all. The fact that you have a relationship with Baker Mayfield, like, I mean, can we get that connection? Can you get him on the podcast? I, I can try. I can try. Okay. I can do my All right. best. All right. Just just work on that, okay, please? <laughs> right. Um, it's a week-to-week thing, though, so, yeah. you know. But you brought up the the Miles Garrett thing and the conversation we were having, uh, you know, kind of testing the mics out before before the game out there in, in Perry versus Chagrin Falls, and I'm really enjoying CBC TV. We'll, Great time. We can talk about that a little bit later, though, but... Um, I had harsh words for Miles Garrett because he just signed that big contract. And I understand that comparing, and I did compare him to Aaron Donald, and it's coming from a different position along the defensive line. Right. But when you state and start to be more open and more vocal this offseason about wanting to prove that you are worthy of that contract yeah. and one of the most def- one of the most disruptive defensive players if not the most disruptive defensive player to win defensive player of the year awards that's what you're going after from team success of course he wants to help his team win of course and then have those awards come with that if you are that then yes Double and triple teams are hard to get through, and when you don't, when you have a skeleton uh, version of a linebacking core <laughs> and yeah. one good cornerback out there on the field. He played great. Denzel played phenomenal. And that's what you're going to need. You need those two top guys to kind of lead it and let that energy filter down and kind of be almost like that that point guard element where you make your teammates better, that energy feeding into yeah. the rest of the defense to kind of play above where their skill set may be as as individuals. 
I mean, yeah, they got carved up, but Miles has to be at the forefront of looking at what did he do to try to help. And again, I understand that double and triple teams are hard to get through. But when you say that you're willing to take that kind of stuff on and still feel like you can have an impact or do that, take those things on to help other teammates have an impact and they're not, there's got to be more to the leadership element during the week to help your teammates get prepared and get on them and help them understand you have this certain skill set. You've seen every type of defense against your defense. Yeah. The your skill set. So how can you understand the game and from the intellect that he has as an individual as an as an, as an individual and uh just the way he speaks the way he well I mean, defensive minded you know in general yeah. right and his poetry uh, you know well, sure yeah. and it's just the, his turn of a phrase is is, is amazing course. to use that intellect to help fuel and help be an extension of your defensive coordinator and your coach while they're not doing captain patches on their jerseys mm-hmm that doesn't mean you don't act like a captain. You don't act like a leader. When you right. are the main guy, you need to act that way. And he had a great game on Thursday night. So I'm not going to go into kind of where I was before sure. before the game on Thursday. I'm just saying, while we while everybody talked about Baker and Odell after that game, I didn't see as much talk about Miles Garrett after the first game as you said you did. Yeah. And I, I saw in just a reference. Yeah. I saw a lot of people ripping on Miles. I mean, he had the force. You know, he had a, the fumble recovery that you know set us up, and and, and we just can't capitalize. Right. That was against Baltimore. Once again, Baltimore is a great yeah. team, and just throw out that yeah, video. We're just throwing right, throwing all that out, yeah. moving past that. But I did see hate on Miles after that game. But when games don't go the way that they should, or a team does not perform up to the standards that sure. they should. While head coaches, and especially in the game of football, head coaches and quarterbacks will get all the praise for the wins and all the criticism for the losses, there is we're at a point with this team, and the reason why we said we needed to see results from this team this year, no matter the circumstance, versus hearing them talk, was because you need to go out and execute, and there cannot be excuses for anyone. You hold everyone to a certain standard, and that is what needs to happen with this team. While some take more blame than others for their actual performance, no one deserves any excuses this year. Yeah. Look at what's actually happening on tape and analyze it from that point. The way that I look at this, though, for for Miles' sake, okay? I mean, Mm. Miles isn't coming out. He's not bitching and moaning about getting doubled and triple teamed. He doesn't say a word about that. I think that shows leadership because he is opening up the possibilities for a Sheldon Richardson, who did have a really good game Mm. the other other night. And Porter Gustin, he made a boneheaded play with a face mask. But uh, you know, past that, I mean, he's he's call a hold on that beforehand because he's reaching out with one arm to try to. Of course, right, (laughs) of course. Um, But I mean, he's opening up these holes for you Mm -hmm. know for his teammates to to dominate and do well. Right now, the other the other players just aren't capitalizing as much as what as much as I would like to see them do. Once again, Sean Richardson had a phenomenal game. Okay, I mean, he was in the backfield. He made a couple of you know tackles for losses, which is great, and you want to see that on a consistent basis. When Miles is getting doubled and triple teamed every single play, 
You want to see those guys dominate right. on the other end, but it's tough to do that at all times because, you know, who knows what they're doing. I mean, Joe Burrow passed for 61 times and they had three sacks. Okay. You want to see him. I, you look at someone like the, uh, the Washington Redskins who, or I'm sorry, the, the Washington football, football club, team. right. The Ooh. Washington football Ooh. club. Okay. <laughs> you look at someone like that who we're going to be playing next week. Yeah. Okay. They had, they had eight sacks on Carson Wentz. I don't know how many times, he dropped back, but they had eight sacks. And Philly's line is just as bad as as the Bengals line. I expect more from the defensive line position. Maybe it's because I played defensive line. Mm. And you know, so I expect more coming out of, you know, especially a defensive end spot, uh, you know, opposite of Miles. But it's tough right now because once again, i mean, we have Porter Gustin out there. I mean, you know, it, it's just very tough to have people out there that aren't first round talent people, you know, right. like that playing, playing opposite of Miles Garrett. This is why, once again, I wish Jadavion Clowney would have signed here mm. with that. I mean, I understand why he didn't because he didn't trust, you know, the, the Brown system and everything like that. It's a prove it sort of, you know, prove it sort of league. I understand why. But had he signed here, we would have had eight sacks the other night because they'd have to double him, they'd have to double Miles, and then it would just be free reign for Sheldon Richardson and uh, Larry Ogunjobi. We would have had eight sacks last night, or you know, on Thursday, had Jadavian Clowney been here instead of just the three, because that's the type of player that you want opposite of Miles. It's unfortunate, but I do believe Miles had a phenomenal game. I thought individual, you know, individually, Miles had a great game, Sheldon had a great game, and Denzel balled out. I mean, stopping AJ Green. AJ had like 16 targets, only caught three mm-hmm. passes. Denzel was everywhere. That is why he is a Pro Bowl cornerback. And a lot of people that gave him crap last year need to go back and look at the stats. He gave up less than 50% uh, to uh, to opposing wide receivers last year. 50%. Jalen Ramsey gave up 66% and just signed a $100 million deal. Like, come on, like give him an opportunity to shine. I understand he missed four games at the beginning of the season last year, and that put a real sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. But Denzel balled out last year and really went under the radar for that. And he's starting off this year just as well. So I'm very excited to see how this defense sort of comes around. Whenever we get those pieces back, it might take a year because, you know, Grant Delpit is someone who I thought mm. could have won defensive rookie of the year uh, for us, you know, Torres Achilles. And hopefully, you know, he'll come back big, you know, bigger and better than ever next year. But it, it is going to be a work in progress with his defense. That's why I think we're going to see a lot of shootouts like what we did on Thursday night, 35 to 30. I just think that Miles Garrett and all those players need to be held to a higher standard than maybe they are, or maybe that what you're saying is giving them credit for. Because even in one game against the Ravens or in two games, and then with nobody else stepping up behind, I get that there's injuries, but the teams that have success year in, year out in this league, deal with that from a time from time to time. Sure. Injuries happen in the game of football. The best ones are able to get players to play up to the standards of the organization and use their skill sets within that element to continue to have success and still be in position to make the playoffs. We consistently go through injuries and we have absolutely nothing. Yeah. And 
that's something that Andrew Barry is going to have to work on, finding a way to not just get big-time players in here or keep the big-time players around and keep the core of this team in Cleveland. It's going to be about finding ways to balance out the the budget, balancing out the cap, cap space to build depth on this team. And we thought sure. we had that. We've had more injuries than we can even expect. I think on the offensive end, we're—I mean, obviously, we're loaded. Yes, yeah, we're, we're, we're stacked offensively, we're, and and thankfully, you know, even Jack Conklin, who I mean, one of the highest priced you know right tackles in the league, you know, after you know we signed mm-hmm. him, you know, missed this game, and Chris Hubbard stepped right in and played a great game. I want to give a shout out to that offensive line, by the way. Zero sacks. That is, I. When was the last time that you could say that for for a Browns team to have zero sacks? I think 2018. It, it's it's been a while. I don't know. I don't know about last year. I don't right. know if there was any games there were zero maybe, sacks. Maybe maybe 2018. But I, I remember. I remember maybe that Falcons game in 2018. I remember in 2018 when Baker was quarterback and when we were yeah. playing well in those last eight games. Sure. There was a stretch where he wasn't. That, he, that's he a good point. He right. wasn't being sacked in 2018. And I think it was a stretch of a couple games, actually, sure. where it, that offensive line was playing at an all-time high. If they can continue that, yeah. and even with injuries, have those guys coming in off the bench, and guys like Chris Hubbard, who has had some problems in the past before, right. but now feeling more confident and in, in, in a system and with a coaching staff that feeds that confidence to them, has that belief in them to continue to go out there and fill in when needed. If that offensive line continues like that, that's just going to open up having the two best running backs, the best tandem in the backfield in all the NFL. And I will, I don't care. There's no doubt. I don't care how much brown and orange I bleed. I will put the voice of reason <laughs> give a you know give that reality check to people out there yeah. based on unbiased elements that we can compete if not the best one of the best duos in the backfield in all the NFL that offensive line continues to play like that that's just going to open up more opportunities for Hunt and Chubb and you're going to have more opportunities to get those deep plays down the field for Baker to find those wide receivers or put it into their hands and not have to throw it that much either, but he's going to look great in the stat book because put it in those, in, put it in Jarvis's hands, yeah. put it in Odell's hands, and just let him go because what? the yards after the catch with those guys. Oh yeah, the the yak's unbelievable with, with those guys. The offense, once again, the offense was perfect. I my MVP so far for this year mm. is Kevin Stefanski. It, it, like I I know you could give it to Chubb because Chubb is mm. I mean just unbelievable. I mean Jim Brown 2.0. I don't want to go too far with Whoa. that. That was that was pretty. That so was, first yeah. of all, you, you but, flub with team names, and then now let, let, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. He is the best running back that we've had in Cleveland since Jim Brown. How how about that? And I love you know Ernest Biner, Kevin Mack. Mm. You, you great players. Okay, but he's the dude. He is the dude. He we need to give him a contract. I I am praying we give you a contract, Batman, because that is that is what we need. Uh, I mean, he he's he's the I, he's the person that you want to build around. He's the type of running back that you can give that deal to and not have to worry about it. There's a lot of people out there that you give a deal to and you're like, uh, I don't know, like, mm. like that's a lot of money for yeah. that guy. The, I don't know how much money you can give Nick Chubb, but it's not enough. Right. Let me put it out there like that. 
and that offense that we base you know around that run game has been phenomenal. But once again, Kevin Stefanski for me has by, has been my MVP because I've been looking. You know, I looked at you know some of the all twenty two views of of not only the Ravens game, uh, but you know some of the you know like the replays and stuff like that. Uh, you know from this you know past Cincinnati game. And there's wide open people everywhere, like the routes that everyone's running and everything like that. He's calling the right plays. It's just depending on if Baker sees it or not. I mean, there's been a couple of, you know, all 22 plays, uh, you know, all 22 views. I'm sorry that you're seeing that Baker missed wide open receivers, Mm. especially against the Baltimore, uh, you know, secondary. I mean, completely wide open people. And that's something that Baker's going to need to do better. Him bringing it back down to once again that Ben Roethlisberger early Ben, you know, Big Ben stage, uh, you know, only throwing 23 times and completing 16. So 70% of your passes are completed. Yeah. You know, they're, they're dink and dunk more so, more so than not. But then you can pop it off with a 43 yard bomb to Odell. It, like that's what you need to see from this offense right now. And then just run the hell out of the ball because that's. We only had 58 plays the other night. 23 of them were were passes. The others were runs. And that's a 60% margin for run to pass. That's what you need in this league. On our team, especially, you need to run it at least 60% of the time. And and you're going to be successful because you do have two of the best backs in the league on this team at the same time. It's unreal. Can I ask you a question? Sure. I love the headband that you're rocking today, and you're yeah. kind of keeping with that that fat baker yeah. element <laughs> that you're <just laughs> right. kind of like playing yeah. into that now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, diving right into it. How tight is it on your head today? Oh, it is so tight. Yeah, it's okay. ridiculous. Because uh, I can barely get through this door in here. Yeah, I was gonna say, you <laughs> come in and we're dropping we're, we're dropping names that are team names that aren't even in existence anymore, and we're Think we're we're almost we're. Getting close to comparing uh, a, a guy on his what third third year. Think about to it. To the though. greatest running back of all time I, in the NFL. I, once again, he is not Jim I'm just, Brown. I'm he, just giving you a hard right. time. No, okay. I, I know he's not Jim Brown. Right. Okay. I did say Jim Brown 2.0. <laughs> I know I said that. I was being. I was. I over exaggerated. Okay. My bad, folks. But he is the best since Jim Brown, and I want to put that out there. You know, I, I Kelly Biner, Mac, right. like like great players. Yes. Nick Chubb's a special dude. Yes, he is. Nick Chubb yes. is the best offensive player that we have, and you can't say that, right? You know about you know about. Oh, you don't got to convince me. I, I just I missed last week, so I got to give you a hard time. I, I, fair. I, I, no, that, that's fair. I mean, we call each other brothers, so right, like, you of know, course. We, yeah, I got to give you a hard time if I can't be around <laughs> last week to do it. You right. Know? Um, but yeah, no, you know, like I said, I mean, I think Nick Chubb is just a special dude. So. Two things that really came that really stood out to me in that Cincinnati mm-hmm. game. One thing was after after the game, you know, typically you see when a coach is in his first year, you see like that. I know that camera crews and COVID and everything, they can't really go in there either. But yeah. you would have thought maybe Brown's Twitter or their content team that's kind of testing along with the organization, you may see like some sort of like special moment in the in the locker room. Yeah. It did. There, there wasn't that, and he came out after the game, and I, we don't read into anything that people say, but he's just, he's just taking the the traditional approach of, yeah, we won, but Good. it doesn't, we didn't win anything because of it, mm-hmm. 
and there are some fans kind of going back to that so that Ken Carmen of 92.3, the fan element of yeah. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, like right. that that yeah. whole thing. And then there's other people not wanting to give the Browns any credit for winning that sure. game because it's Cincinnati and they're the they're the drug the dregs yeah. of the AFC North. Right. You have to be able to see that middle ground. You can be as excited as you want to be, like of course in the middle of the game. You after won the, the game. game, right? Be excited, but understand. It's one of 16. Of course. Just like Baltimore was one of 16. So it's can't tell. You don't want one game to tell the whole story for your season. Yeah. But you also don't want to miss out on opportunities to put yourself in a position at the end of the year where you don't make the playoffs. And there is that one extra, extra spot. The other thing that I really kind of looked into during the game was just the resiliency of the team and just it was it was the reactions to place when Baker would throw a pick last year and even at Baltimore you just saw like more and more confidence you just kind of almost saw like this essence this confidence essence leave him Mm -hmm. you talked about how he had that swagger back in this game yeah when he threw that pick he still had that Baker Oklahoma Baker rookie year yep. swagger that even though he threw a pick, he was pissed at himself and like wanting to get back out there on the yeah. field. Took a blindside <laughs> hit after that one too, but glad it, they called it. Right. Yes. <laughs> glad, glad they called it. But of course the pick still stands, Of course, but it was that I, it's that gunslinger mentality that you, yes, can get you into trouble, but can also be such a big reward to have a guy like that because one bad play is not going to determine how he plays the rest of the game. Sure. So while they did take the ball out of his hands and ran six plays and went all the way down the field in two minutes and scored a touchdown just running the football, yep. amazing to see, he would have came – I felt like he would have came back out there. I had the confidence in him to complete more passes if they asked him to throw a few more times on that drive to mix in with the run and the pass on mm-hmm. that drive because I saw a different – Baker in his eyes. Yeah, I saw a different Baker. You know, going back and recapping everything, mm. it, I saw a different Baker out there as well. Like completely a one eighty difference between yes. Baker from you know the previous Sunday against Baltimore to that Thursday that you know five game stretch or you know five day stretch. I, he looked completely different. Now, once again, maybe that is because it's the Bengals and it was the Ravens, right. you know, sort of thing. But I don't want to discount what I saw. Yes, because. I think that that was a good stepping stone mm-hmm. for Baker and this club. Now you have 10 days off. Yep. Now you can rest, recover. Looks like uh, uh, Mac is going to be coming back. Mac Wilson yep. is going to be you know coming back. Apparently he's going to be practicing on Monday. Thank God because yes. this linebacker guy's court, coming back this week. Right. So I'm looking. Re- I'm really looking forward to getting a couple more pieces back. Hopefully you know that'll help out the defense. Mm. You know if Baker can just be consistent. Once again, week to week love for Baker right now. Okay. I got to see more, though. I got to, like, just if you do exactly what you did, maybe lose the pick every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, But if you do exactly what you did, you know, 16 for 23 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, a pick every once in a while. Yeah. I, I, I will take that all day, especially yes. this year. Next year, I expect a lot more because right. you should know the offense. Right. You should be way more comfortable. But for this year alone, I just expect rookie Baker. 
Give yeah. me rookie Baker. We're making the playoffs. Yes. No doubt we would make the playoffs if we have rookie Baker. So just do that. Cut down on the interceptions, and we will be kosher. Each week, now it's going to be tough next week because we won't have a game before we record again next week, but I think each week we should have like a, a Paulus love meter for Baker. Like, right. you know, just, just kind of start the show out that way. Like, we'll have to hey, get that on the production. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll work we'll work on putting that in. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Um, like a one to 10, and then I'll give you, you know, like a, yeah. you know, and then the meter. Whoop. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can, you know, get an animated, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the love testers. Right. right. I, I like that. There we go. Yeah. So just to wrap everything up, you said it perfectly. You have to see it. You do have to see it week to week. Yeah. It's going to be now can you build on one win and go against the Washington football team yes. and get another one at home the the following Sunday, uh, about eight days away from that football game. Transitioning a little bit, though, a um, little bit of the national storylines, and then you know we'll kind of keep our eye on for the Ohio State's uh, schedule there. Uh, just quickly, how much, how much of the NBA playoffs have you guys watched to this point? I've watched a little bit of mm. it. Uh, you know, I've been watching, especially like the Lakers. Mm. You know, they, they've been playing obviously extremely well. Um, not so much of the East, though. Like, like really? the East just doesn't get me because there's not really that many huge stars out there that, you know, kind of make me want to, you know, stay up and watch it. Right. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Butler, I, I love Jimmy Butler. And I think the Heat are, you know, going to beat the Celtics. Yes. They're up 2 nothing right now. So I do think that the Heat are going to make the NBA Finals. I think it's going to be a Heat Lakers, uh, which would I think would be probably a pretty good finals. Yes. Um, but that being said, like I've out of if you told me there were, you know, a, like a percentage of of the games I've mm-hmm. I've watched, I probably watched fifty percent, maybe fifty. Peter, not a single one. You haven't seen mm-hmm. a single game. Nope. Really. That, like, are you catching highlights or anything nope, like that? Not, not, even, not really. I mean, I'm just, yeah. you know, you just sort of over and, it, or well, NBA. Um, like I, I said before, I'm a, I'm bandwagon. I love the mm. Cavs when they're good. If sure. the Cavs are, even if they're not that good, I'll catch a few Cavs games. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I'm, I'm not a huge basketball fan. It's okay. just not. Mm. It doesn't. Uh, Do each their own. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's got doesn't the, do it for me. He's got right. that great Indian shirt. Uh, he does. I, like I keep looking at that. Like I, almost I looks like a Punisher shirt. I, yeah. I saw. I saw that, and I was. I saw it. It popped up in my it, uh, it Facebook. Just for, uh, for everyone, feed. it's it says Cleveland, and then it has a skull with you know. It, it looks like the uh, it's uh, progressive field. Yeah, you know, sort yeah, of you know, sort of in it. The lights and, and the diamond and the bridges, yeah. and, and then it says for life down at the bottom oh, with yeah. uh, yep. crossbone. Oh bats. yeah, it's yeah. You know, it's a. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it popped up in my. My Facebook feed because of all the of Kev, all of Kevin's uh, yeah. you know things tagging that pop G- up with tagging them. Yeah, and I, yeah. I saw that I was like, sorry. no, no, man. I was, I was Don't like, be sorry for that. Damn, that's a nice shirt. Yeah, so I had to get yeah. that. It's, so. it's a sweet shirt. Yeah, it is. Though Joseph said. Uh, why is it safe for life if it's got a skull on it? I said, you know what? I don't know, but it's a cool shirt. So, <laughs> I guess because it's a it's a it's a living dead. Until you, right until you die, yeah, right. after you die, you're still Cleveland. I guess. There, there, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. But, yeah, for no, life. Yes, I really love. Yeah, it's all baseball. It's yeah, the, there's a the TP in the middle there, and yeah, for the nose. It, it, yeah, it's like yeah. every time you look at it, it's like you see. It's like you see more things. And that's yeah. Tower City. That's kind of. I was gonna say, to, yeah, to that's that. That, that's what. It, yeah. yeah, it's a really nice. I just really like this shirt. So yeah. Little, little Ohio in the bottom there. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of great design went into this shirt. Really. So, yeah. And I'm loving your, uh, 
Yeah. You know, I saw that. I was like, oh, wait. I'm like, that's a collar. That's a right, ripped yeah. collar. You know, the more I look at it, I'm <laughs> see, like, I, yep. I see more of the details of that. I'm just like, these guys are these guys are good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the, the well, artwork. I'm, ju- I'm just a basic B today. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you go into their store in Lakewood, I mean, some of the artwork and uh, I can't remember which brother it is that does it. But the sketch, uh, Etch-A-Sketch artwork yeah. that he does yeah. is crazy crazy amazing like i the amount of detail that goes into it yeah, like i don't even know how to you know just two knobs and like figure out a little off topic you brought the sketch was it was he like highlighted a couple years ago yes. on like the stuff yeah because i remember seeing that yeah. same thing at etch a sketch I, I like to think i have some artistic ability yes you know mm-hmm. not, i'm no artist believe me but I, I can't even make a freaking box. No. <laughs> like one that's square. And watching these guys, and they're just like, oh, yeah, just, you know, Mona Lisa and all this crazy stuff they do. It's, if that could be a whole show about, I, about that. I remember working like, like, couple months on just figuring out how to get a line to go from one end to the other <laughs> keeping it like straight to go from one end of the edge of sketch to the other so uh, those guys have been have been amazing um and uh so i just i keep looking at that shirt and i i just love it it almost has like that barrio element because barrio kind of has that, that oh, yeah, skull yeah. like that that uh yep. uh life after death or kind of the yeah. living dead type element to them um we, but we were talking about basketball, even though he's got a great <laughs> Indian right. shirt on. Um, you guys know I've watched a lot of basketball. Of course. And I'm with you, Paulus. I think Jimmy Butler and the Heat, it's just that is such a well-run organization. Pat Riley is, I mean, he's one of the best of all time. Unlike him going, unlike Butler going to the 76ers when they thought that, that was that piece to kind of take him over the edge, now he's just able to be Jimmy Butler with the Heat, and he doesn't have to do too much because Goran Dragic is a great point guard and has he been really playing is. great in these playoffs. Um, you know, hero and yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was Lakers Celtics, which I'm sure the NBA kind of wanted, but the Heat are playing at too high of a level to get. I feel to get beat in that series. Now I'm making a prediction that's probably going to hurt the Heat. So sorry, Miami fans. Uh, <laughs> the guy that doesn't make predictions just predicted your team to win. Um, I think that this Lakers Nuggets series is going to be one to watch. Like you, I've watched more Western Conference than yeah. Eastern Conference, and part of it is because th- while they had a bunch of games going on during the day, mm-hmm. and especially playoffs, they would go like twelve and then three thirty, sure. uh, six o'clock, then nine o'clock. Those Western Conference games at night have been easier to see because you turn it on when I'm even when I'm working from home I can't even I can't focus on it long enough to really know right. what's going on but I've dug into the Eastern Conference enough and I saw a great game between the Celtics and the Raptors in that seven game series when uh, I think it was Ananobi hit that corner three to tie up this or get the Raptors on the board or else Celtics were off to the races in that series um, but Heat are probably going to win there Lakers Nuggets I could see going six or seven yeah, because okay. the, the Nuggets just won't ever say die. That I don't care that the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George choked in right. in their series, and they shouldn't be on this being talked to the same level as some of the greats because they don't always come through in big moments. It's kind of like pick and choose. Yeah, and it's why they were uh, right for the picking by the Nuggets. The Nuggets team is just is a team playing great basketball. Uh, Jokic, their center is 
one hell of a passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it it is just amazing to see, and he's got that stretch center position now where yeah, yoke is unbelievable. He can knock it down from three. Jamal Murray had like when it when it comes time to really step it up, and they yeah. go down three one. That's when Jamal Murray. Him and him and Yoke were the best uh, best players in that series. Yes, without a doubt. And then maybe Kawhi. And that game seven, Jamal Murray just was going off. I yeah. mean, everything seemed to go in the bottom of the bottom of the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, it's everybody's looking at the Lakers. Yeah. And we mentioned how LeBron was pissed about the MVP voting. I, it's it's the whole voting system, and LeBron talked about it last night. He's very astute. He's very perceptive about how it's it, sure. People are looking at the narrative and what they want to fit in and what their thoughts on players are when they go to vote for some of these awards. Like he brought up the fact that um, someone a couple years ago won Defensive Player of the Year, and I forget who it was, but and he was all about them winning Defensive Player of the Year, but they were second team all defense. I think it was back in 2012, 2013, he was mentioning, and I forget who it was, but someone won Defensive Player of the Year, but they were second team all defense. Mm hmm. How does that happen? Like no, they, you're going to see the MVPs, the players of the year on defense or yeah. rookies. You're going to see them on the first team most of the time. Oh, st- absolutely. I mean, that's that's how it should be. Right. <laughs> it's, it only makes sense. But uh, yes, LeBron is the most valuable player in all of the NBA. But there, it's the Jordan rule too, where they're not going to give it to the they're not going to give it to the same guy, the best player in the league every single year. Giannis had a great regular season when sure. they were in actual arenas. Yeah, being in the bubble. Giannis was Giannis was a different dude. Of course he was. Giannis was a different dude, but there was only eight more games of the regular season. Then they bow out early. So does he really have that star quality? Like, is he right for the moment sure. to win a championship? Or is it going to take him a while like it did LeBron to win a championship, to be the face of the NBA that everybody sees him right. as the next face? LeBron at year 17, it... it, it he is just it the I, basketball IQ fueling his game right now is just on a whole nother level. He doesn't have to have the highlight dunks, even though he still does. He does. But and he, he twists an ankle 45 seconds later, he's heads at the rim. He's you know, it takes care of his body so well, but gets so many players around him. Like Alex Caruso. Yeah. How many of you have heard of Alex Caruso? I mean, I, I know who he is. Right. You know. <laughs> but, but people are hearing about him more now because LeBron is there. So right. highlights going back to a prestigious franchise like the Lakers. Yeah. And Alex Caruso is showing up kind of almost like that deli role that he plays when he comes off the bench. And just that a little bit that pest on defense that, you know, just all over the floor. A couple more highlight dunks yes. than deli, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more. A lot dunk. more. A, a lot, lot more. more. Yeah. A lot more highlight dunks than deli. Um, yeah. But it, it it's just. It's just crazy to think that a, that a guy that's that is in year year seventeen and has so many minutes, has so many miles on his body, and is just doing that. And usually, game one is a feel out game. He only had fifteen points last night, twelve assists, twelve assists, right? A few rebounds and stuff. They've been losing game one the first two series. They go out there and they still win because AD steps up. Yeah. And well, he, and LeBron doesn't have to be the big play they, impact, so he's able to rest when he's actually playing in series, let alone getting the series done early. Right. And still get that rest. I still think that the Lakers. I mean, if it is going to be Lakers Heat, and I think that that's what it's going to come are, out to be. Lakers are in for Lakers are in for a series of it becomes right. Out of well, that. and that's my point. I think LeBron 
you know, made sure that they won this game because they're going to need a sweep and hope that Boston gets a, a game or two yeah. out of the heat just to give them an extra day or two to, you know, to breathe and, and recuperate because LeBron is in year 17. Anthony Davis, you don't really have to worry about him so much, but I, I do think that LeBron is like the reason why they won that game last night is because he knows that he needs to get at least another day or two of solid rest before, you know, yeah. hyping up for this heat game, uh, you know, for this heat series. Yeah. And the first half was was close last yeah. night, but it's it's the Lakers defense and something you don't talk about much in the NBA now. Right. It's that Lakers defense that once they figure a team out. It just seems like they just they just take control, yeah. and it's they've just kind of especially with Rondo coming back, playoff Rondo he is a real thing. It it really is playoff <laughs> really is. playoff P yeah. playoff P, PG. <laughs> that's not a real thing. Not so much playoff Rondo. Yeah, no, that's real. Um, but uh, Paulus, during that, I know that the you did get the full schedule there. If you want to run I through did. that for everybody yes. for Ohio State again, yeah. I know everybody's heard it already, or you've seen it on Twitter. Sure, we're getting this live, so live reaction, Paulus. I turn it over to you at the breaking news desk for the Ohio State schedule. Yes, and October 24th, uh, they start off Nebraska at home. October 31st, at Penn State. November 7th, Rutgers uh, at home. November 14th, at Maryland. November 21st, uh, uh, home to Indiana. Mm -hmm. Uh, November 28th, at Illinois. December 5th, at Michigan State. And December 12th, uh, uh, Michigan is home, or I'm sorry, Ohio State is home for Michigan, and then I'm sorry, what, what school is that? It, the team up north. Okay, thank and you. then if you <laughs> if if you win enough of those games and whatever, the uh, Big Ten championship game would be the following weekend of December 19th, and that's one day before the college football playoff selection committee. I don't right. I don't know that it's been decided if they are going to add the big. Has it been decided? Have you guys seen? Will they? I have not seen like a firm decision, but why wouldn't you? Right. Like if if there if Ohio State goes nine and zero, you know that's winning all eight games, and then the Big Ten championship game, they're nine and zero, and they're destroying teams. How could you not put them in? Whenever they were a preseason number two team, I that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Given I I understand that you're you know docking them because they missed out on at least probably what three games probably. Mm. At that point in time, but I mean, if you're nine and zero and you were preseason number two, you got to give it to them. Like yeah. I, I'd understand, and we had talked about this earlier. If they had only played like six games, and then maybe you know the Big Ten championship game was like the seventh, I don't think that you could go seven and zero and right. and do that. You got to have at least nine nine games to, On the to cusp really of ten. Uh, like, of course, it, yeah. I, that would just look so weird. Had they? What if you win the national championship game and you're nine and zero? Like <laughs> that, right. that doesn't make any sense whatsoever this isn't 1940s you know like you gotta have as many games as possible in the season i think nine games with that championship is a solid run yeah it were, are they at Penn State this year, or is Penn State? It at is home? at it, it is at Penn State. That okay. is uh, 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 Halloween. 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 Halloween night. That'll be, yeah. that'll be oh. a good game. That'll, that'll be a very good game. But it, probably, I'm. Uh, it's safe to assume no fans in the stands, so you're not going to have yeah. the whiteout. Yeah. You know, at, at Penn State, yeah, so that's that, going to be an eerie sight. That is at, an eerie sight. Happy Valley, and it's going to be like. 
that just helps out Ohio State so much more. Right. Think, think about like True. there is no home field advantage mm. from here on out for the Big Ten. So it is literally team against team. Like you don't have to worry about the fans. You don't have to worry about so the still... stadium rocking in, in mm. Wisconsin. You don't have to. It's literally team against team. And, yep. and I love that because Ohio State is so much better. Heads and shoulders better than everyone else in this conference without a damn doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna. So there's no fans at any game. I don't. I, it, yeah, there's no. That's probably not. See, that, to me, to that's, gonna, that. that's gonna be weird just because of the energy at the horseshoe. Yeah, you know, right. So it, but yeah, Ohio State is. You figure they're gonna yeah. have like the you know the the loudspeakers going, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, have the crowd noise, you know, kind of what they're doing, you know, for the NFL games. But if there's no fans there, once again, it's just straight up. I mean, you got to tell me that that doesn't benefit Ohio State. Oh, I think it does. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you wonder if it's going to go state to state, too, because Maybe. that's oh, what true. the NFL is doing. So, you know, the Browns had 6,000 fans yeah. in, in the stands. Um, I know. Sounded our, like it sounded like they were a packed crowd, too. Was Tyler at that? Tyler, Tyler, was, at, Tyler was at that I, game. Yeah. Did he just, uh, how did he describe he the describe, He said it was crazy. I mean, he was drunk, but he said <laughs> yeah. it was it was fantastic, he said. so. Did, did he describe that uh, when you guys were doing the uh, the podcast for the our specific <laughs> fantasy league we, yesterday? And yeah, ripped on everybody and said, "Oh well, I didn't rip on you. I backed you up. I backed hey, you up. It took you a little while. Oh, it, of course, I had to rip your team. I mean, Saquon Barkley didn't do a damn thing for no, you. No. Mike Evans. I, I told you I didn't like Mike Evans. Yeah, I thought right. that he was uh, the the bust of busts this year. That being said." I like I like the you know Drew Brees. You have Tom Brady starting this week against Carolina. That's a smart move. That's a smart move because Carolina's defense is awful. Hmm. But I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a good bounce back week against Chicago. So I gave you props. I, I even said that I picked you to uh, uh, yeah. win this week. Yeah, I I was right around the five hundred mark, and he said, you know, Tyler's going like, oh well, he's he sucked last year, and he's picking up right where he left off. And then this got to roll with the punches this, in this league, this especially week, with Tyler. You know, behind a mic, Tyler's he, just going to roll with it. He's you only know me one year there, right. Tyler. You know, <laughs> I appreciate the sponsorship. Trust me, I right. trust me, I do. But yeah. uh, you know, you you start coming at me, just and you, you bring you it want, back. You want to give crap? I mean, I'll. I'll give Do crap it. too. At least I scored over 100 points. That's a good See, there you <laughs> at go. Least at least. <laughs> with, That's with, true. I mean, Tyler, your team does suck. It, it does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Hey, I mean, Although I score 180 yeah, and, and, and end up losing. Yeah. It, it, you can't win. Right. Yeah, like for some reason, I just can't win right now. It, it so. was, it, we'll, have, we'll have fun with that. Of course. Go, I'm going to try to, I might have to try to join you guys just to, you know. Like 100%. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll definitely every now do and again, it. Every now and again, if I got oh, the yeah. time on when you guys record, I may, yeah. have to, may have to join in on that. And I'm sure there'll be money of the guys that want to, League of Ordinary Gentlemen, that want to jump in. That's and, right. Yeah. Go back and forth on that. Uh, you know, of course, he did call this the what, the trash can or the the drudge. The matchup I have this week is right, like the, the, was it the the drudge of the week or something, something like that? Something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I know my running backs suck, but. Uh, you know, there were like five or six picks that I trusted you guys to help me out with because I was, you know, it, I had to get we, the CBC TV thing started I, before you could jump in with me. So, you know. And, and we gave you a decent little gotta, roster I there gotta for us. got to wait for Bill's slow, <laughs> slow ass. To, slow. Yeah. <laughs> Just rip him. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, Bill's slow ass. Yeah, I mean, Bill doesn't know how to pick a team. 
Okay, you know he what? He does. He does he... know how to pick a team, but he takes his damn, you know, he just takes his jolly old time, you know, picking his Do team. Have... It's the same team as what he had last year. Do we have the draft clock on this? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I was wondering. We, we needed to get that draft clock going because that was ridiculous. Bill would take like five minutes per pick. He's like, um, so I think I'm, uh, <sighs> Devontae Adams. And then he, like, it took you that long to get Devontae Adams? Come on, man. It took longer for him to pick, and we were closer to him in the draft order. It took longer for him to pick than it did for all the other five or six you, picks in you know, front I, of us. I think, I think I'm think i going to go with... Let me think about this. Um, um, uh, is this guy good? I'll go with Chris Carson. Yeah. Chris Carson. yeah. Wait, 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 right. wait, 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 wait. I didn't, I didn't remember. I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't move the sticker. Yet. I, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't put it. I, didn't. I took it off the board. I took it off the paper, but I didn't put it on the board. Like, come on, Bill. Come on. It's all Stop in, it. It's all in good fun, guys. I know of you guys course. like try to dig in. For, I know you guys try to skip through this podcast to see if we're going to rip <laughs> on here too. So there's one podcast that is just going to be focused on ripping everybody. It's going to be that one. We, we may dig, dig in a little bit. We still are thinking about kind of how we want to add fantasy to, of course. to here. I mean, right now it's one weekend. I, I always try to feel it out for the first couple, like first week or two yeah. and just try to, and then kind of go on the waiver wire. That's, that's where you make your money in fantasy. Oh, for sure. It's not the initial draft it's how you supplement your team for guys that underperform or maybe injured and how you replace those so um we were talking Ohio State football though that's weird we were and then just went straight I into to, it i swear i bleed scarlet and gray guys <laughs> i swear <laughs> um but i mean i guess just finishing up with the uh with ohio state's schedule that just yeah. came out it's it's gonna be weird what do we know when what date is Thanksgiving this year? Because that's usually that weekend is usually the weekend of Ohio State versus team up north. Of course, they're going to be kind of middle of December. Right. It's still the last game. But uh, the 26th. So you got Illinois uh, on the weekend of, of Thanksgiving. It's still Ohio State football anytime is, yeah. is great. But when you get the game on, that's that's a, it's an early Christmas present for or a little early holiday present I will say for everybody there it is. for yeah for that game and then of course the Big Ten championship they will let the Big Ten they'll get if they're good enough and Ohio State performs the way that they should yeah they will get into the college football playoff there's too much money involved and that's of what br- that's what brought this back money and getting that daily testing. That was the big thing. I know that people want to say that, oh, they were right from the beginning with all of their sources and all of that. Yeah. When it goes back and forth and if it's going to happen or not, and it just ends up happening around the time that you thought it would, like the season's starting around the time you said it would. Yeah. But you say, oh, the decision's going to come this date. No, now I'm hearing, now that we're 15 minutes past that, yeah. Now it's happening this day, or I got the. It's, yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I. I understand. I understand I, what you're doing. I. Right. I yeah. stayed off Twitter. Yeah. Because and it wasn't just one person or another. Sure. There was a lot of like saying that there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, I knew this was going to happen right. already." That type of thing. I didn't even know the Big Ten was back. Yeah. Because I was off Twitter already because of the Browns game, and then once I kind of got the Bleacher Report. ESPN updates, right. the notification, then I continue to stay off Twitter just for other 
other reasons. I'm not. We're we're. Well, nice. if you're not first, you're last. That's uh, that's, that, that's how a lot of people work. So well, well, that's dumb because you could be second, third, <laughs> third fourth, fourth, fifth. Hell, you can oh. even be fifth. We we really focused on Ohio State guys, right? Because <laughs> we know how we know how good this team can be. Yeah. And the main one that's been at the forefront, who is a captain for this team, their quarterback Justin Fields, and then Ryan Day leading them as well. And you got Sean Wade coming back, who said he was gonna just focus on the draft. Yep. Now the season's there. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to figure out some of this because some of those athletes that decided to opt out when they knew Big Ten wasn't playing, mm-hmm. they would opt out of a season they thought was gonna happen in January. Like Minnesota's top wide receiving target, I think wants to come back, but he's already signed with an agent. Yeah. And uh, that's there, a, there's, I that's mean, there's, a big no no in the NCAA. I, I think they're gonna let him come back they, though they because of to. the ex, you know the circumstances that they were going need on. To. They, I, I, they will. Yes. I, I but as much as we rip the NCAA and Mark Emmerich and, and everyone like that, I think they're gonna look at it and go, you know what? Let's just let's let's just let the kids yeah. play. Yes. As much as we don't like that a pandemic is still happening, if that's what gets the if that's what takes the corruption out of the NCAA. Right. Well, I guess you got to find silver linings somewhere. Right. That's right. But of course, continuous prayers, honestly, seriously, continuous prayers out to everyone on the front lines. Everyone's still dealing with COVID-19. We're still thinking about you. Anything we can do to help, please let us know. That is going to wrap it up, though, for the Voice of Land podcast, giving our live, not so live, not so much reactions to Ohio State schedule (laughs) kind of going off the rails. But a lot of fun today. Glad to be back big things coming that's that's all we can say right now yes. big things are coming for the voice of the land tune in to cvc tv as well on chagrinvalleyconference.com for each game of the week for high school football big game coming this week but i'm going to be professional going to be wickliffe and uh independence independence four and oh four and oh each four, team yep and i'm telling you we saw peter and i saw independence against cardinal good team we talked about it a couple weeks ago good team okay had four quarterbacks take snaps, all had success running and throwing the football. Sure. So it's going to be – Can't and, wait. And Wycliffe runs the traditional wing tee, that old-school wing tee, and they run it to a tee, honestly. <laughs> they just hit you from anywhere with that rushing attack. So Sounds good. going to be a great game. So tune in there on Friday. We'll be back next Saturday. But for my brother Nick Paulus and our producer extraordinaire Peter Tellup, reminding all of you sports fans out there, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. And we love you all 3,000. We will see you all next week.